Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries podcast. I'm joined by my lovely wife Hannah and we're doing our Day 11 RPG and A 2019 video. The word for today is examine. And you were making an interesting point just then, love, about examine being a fairly generic skill in RPGs. Yeah, every game's got some sort of an equivalent of it. Some role that you end up doing... You know, twice a session, if you're going to be doing ten rolls in a session, two of them are going to be that investigate skill. So I suppose the obvious examples are like in D&D, your, sort of like your search and your perception skill and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, it's perception in White Wolf as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's like perception alertness in White Wolf. It's like a dice ball system. Perception alertness, that was it. And... Um, yeah, they, they tend to be like your general sort of like spot rolls, you know, that like say you roll at least twice a, a game to see whether you notice someone's about to attack you or you notice a particular clue. Now, one of the things I have heard a lot of people say and a lot of gems say, sort of online, I've been reading about various investigative type games, is that often if you have, if you place your reliance on an examined skill, and let's say the plot relies upon the gathering of a particular clue or a particular piece of information, and then everyone just flat out fails the role, which is always a possibility where like dice are involved, your game can just come to a stop. And then you either have to like come up with some implausible reason for them to make the role again, or you end up just like giving them the information. Now, I know a lot of the a lot of the some of the investigative games I've seen, like um, Trail of Cthulhu and stuff like that, and I've seen people advocate this online and saying that like if people need a piece of evidence to continue the game and you're going to probably end up giving it them regardless of whether they met the dice roll or not why not just give it to them in the first place rather than have them go through the whole ring roll and making dice rolls see it can be a problem in that but it's also that it's giving other players a chance to find a certain piece of information like you might expect one character to find something and instead somebody else gets the natural 20 on that roll. Yeah. So they know that odd, obscure bit of information instead of the bard who rolled a three. See, now I know that I mentioned Trail of Cthulhu earlier on, and that's a it's a sort of spin-off of the, based on the gumshoe system by Robin D. Laws. Trail of Cthulhu is written by Kenneth Height, and it's, it's taken a slightly different spin on investigations obviously if you look at call of cthulhu and stuff like that mm. investigating stuff's a whole lot of what the mythos is about um in trade of cthulhu you have like a whole different like raft of like in, what are called investigative abilities so like accounting's an investigative ability architectures an investigative ability in gumshoe and in trade of cthulhu the rules separate the business of finding clues from like confronting monsters or your more standard tests uh, it, the way it describes it here is it says in a fictional mystery, whether it's a mystery novel a straight up detective show like Columbo or whatever, the emphasis isn't on finding the clues in the first place normally there's like plenty of clues um, when it really matters you get a paragraph telling you about the particular clue and what happened but the action really starts after you gather the clues so the idea is that it's hard enough once you've got a set of different clues to figure out how they all fit together and what like the plot of the bad guy or the mystery is without someone like holding back half the pieces from you which I can sort of see the point of because if you've got a game with say five clues in and you only succeed at two of the tests what what chance have you really got at piecing the mystery together if you've got less than half the clues 
the way it works in Trade of Cthulhu is to gather a clue. It's dead simple. All you have to do is get your investigator into a scene where relevant information can be gathered and you have to have the right ability to discover a clue. So let's say we're talking about architecture as an investigative ability. If there's something wrong with the way the building's built, let's say to use a ridiculously stereotypical example, that five buildings are laid out in the shape of a pentagram. If I get into that scene where I can see all the buildings and I've got architecture, the GM's like, you notice this. Now, as long as you do those things and you tell the keeper you're looking for clues, you will never fail to gain a piece of information. Now, what you can actually do is once you've got that information, you can then make tests, but that's not to find the clue. But if you make a good test, you then get additional information. So as long as you've got the abilities and you're in the right place, you'll always get the basic clue, but you still get an advantage for having a higher ability in like your investigative field. Because you, you might be like, oh, well, all right, these five buildings are built in the shape of a pentagram. Um, can I use my, my role to sort of find out more about the period they were built in so we could potentially look up like the original architect and stuff like that? But even if you you fail that role, you still know the five buildings are built in the shape of the pentagram, so you've still got the basic information to go on. This is something that I've come across when we were writing games for the Games On Demand. Yeah. Where if I was going to... Because I do quite mystery-type stories for that. Yeah. Anywhere where there was going to be a clue, I'd write a list of like one to six, I think it was, of sort of from the most obscure to the most obvious piece of information. Yeah. So like, um, so for example, um, you go past the alien space station. Yeah. And you get, uh, if you get a minus one, because it was a fate system game, you get some information, but it's a little bit misleading. If you get a 10, you get all the details because you've done a really good role with your spaceship scanners. If you get somewhere in between, you'll get some of the details, and it'll depend on who's operating the scanners as to which details they get and how they're going to interpret them. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing to... To come back to like, talking about um, it being like a fairly generic skill in lots of D and D style games, one of the things I quite like about the sort of older D and D is because it, they don't really tend to have skill systems. You don't tend to have those. It's more about the sort of player action. So instead of like, I'm not saying everyone in like later versions of D and D does this, but you, you can in some games you can sort of roll into a room and be like, I'm gonna make a search check. And depending on that role, you find out what's going on in the room. Whereas in the sort of like the OSR games, it tends to be more about if you walk into a room and it's described, you then have to say like, "All right, I'm going to look in the desk. I'm going to look see if I, see if there's a secret error in the wardrobe." And it becomes more about describing it. Yeah, and, it's taking it from a board game to a story, depending yeah, on how I mean, you do it. I, I do quite like that because I think that rewards like players sort of like buying into the mystery and thinking, like, "Oh, where's the next clue?" But again, it. I still do think if you've got... I'm still a big fan of if you've got a heavy investigative game, why not just like give the players the clue? And then you still get as much... As a GM, you still get as much entertainment watching the players trying to piece it together. And they're hopefully not getting as frustrated because if they can't fit it together, you know, you can always go and look for more clues. You can always like try a few different theories out. Whereas if you've made all the roles and you've failed them and you've got no clues, where do you go from there? 
So I think that pretty much covers examine. I mean, I'm a big fan of the OSR sort of like player action instead of just skills, or if it's going to be an investigative game, sort of just like giving people the clues as long as they go to the right place and they've got the right skills, and then just let them spend their time piecing them together rather than tearing the hair out. Absolutely. Okay, so that's it for RPG Day 11. Examine will be back shortly with our next episode. Take care.